Well, hello. My name's Mike, and I'm here with Corey. Hi, everyone. And today we get to talk about something we've been working on in the background for months now, and we're really kind of excited about it. Yeah. I tease that it's like somehow like the process of giving birth, but I have six children, and uh, that would be an insult to my wife to compare it. To yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going there. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Corey, you came in this morning and you were busting a gut. Uh, this is a little side joke, I suppose. You were busting a gut when you came in. Somebody at your host church had told a joke that you thought was the funniest thing ever. Well, you need to know the background. Our home church, it's alive and it's got kids there and they come and they play. And we've got one little one who loves to put on the play, uh, the play high heel shoes. And it's like a horse galloping through our house as it goes ka-clop, ka-clop, ka-clop on our floors and but the kids have fun they have a great time and it's a light atmosphere and they love coming we know that how do we know that well last night one of our moms was going out to sort out her crisis she comes back she sits down and we're talking a little bit about how we appreciate each other and she says well you got nothing on this i just overheard one of your little girls saying to another little girl you want to hear a joke and the little girl says yes and she said, well, uh, why did the chicken cross the road? And the little, the other little girl says, well, I don't know. And she said, to go to home church. <laughs> it's just, um, anyway, I'm going to tell that like a hundred times and you'll get a chance to, to hear it. Uh, but it kind of ties into where we're going because it, it resonates with what we have just rolled out around Emmanuel as our vision for the next little while, what we believe God's calling us to. And so let's be clear what vision is too, right? There's a lot of definition, lots of books out there. I know that, and you would very rightly so, trot out the idea of a preferred uh, scenario of what the future is. But As the, a definition of what a vision is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But for, for me, it's just simply why. Why do we do everything that we do? Yeah. Why? And that's what our vision is. It's a compelling, inspiring why we do what we do. Yeah. And at Emmanuel, we have just decided through our leadership team and all that blah, blah, blah. Our vision is what? It is whatever it takes to help people find Jesus. And today we thought we'd talk for a little while about that. Mm. Why is that a compelling vision statement with all of the... The wordsmith phrases at thousands of churches across the world that we could have stolen. Why have we come up with this? And why is this, we feel, what God's calling us to for now? Well, it's important. It matters. We've decided that this is the most important thing that any church can do uh, in this world, that our calling is to help people to, to find him. What what more is there to do and how does that how does that connect to everything that we do whether it is our discipling people or the reason that we disciple people is so they can go out and help people find Jesus the reason that we care for people and love them and visit them in the hospital the reason why we we walk with people through the dark valleys of the shadow of death and through crisis is because we want to help them find Jesus and equip them when they get through on the other side to help people find Jesus, why, why do we 
why do we have worship? Why do we worship? So, well, we can be empowered to go help people find Jesus. And so we can be a place where they can come and meet Jesus. So it really does encompass everything. And the whole reason why we believe that people need to meet Jesus is because we believe, based on what we read in Scripture and what we've experienced in life, that Jesus changes everything. Hmm. It gives an orientation. Following Jesus gives an orientation to how to live life. Uh, in John chapter 10, Jesus talks about how he's come to give his life and life to the full. Hmm. And in this day, when people are wondering what life is all about, Jesus answers that question. And it doesn't just answer it for now but he answers it for eternity. Mm. We believe at Emmanuel that you need to know Jesus if eternity is going to turn out well for you. Mm. And, and even as we're, I think, going to come back to that in a couple of minutes about, well, why is this vision so compelling? I want to speak just for a moment about why it's so important mm. that our church arrives at a vision. Because so often in churches, and, and it's true in our church as well, we can be pulled in a hundred different directions as to, well, why do we do worship the way we do it? Why do we have this program? Why do we have that program? Why aren't we doing this? Why do we do that when we shouldn't be doing it? And we can be pulled in a lot of different directions, but a vision unites us. A vision helps us to, to determine what we're going to do, not in some kind of ruthless way, but that we're all going in the same direction. Wouldn't that feel good? But in a focused way. Yeah. yeah, it it draws us together. It it knits us together around a common purpose that we can say this is what we are about. Mm. Where and everything else flows from it. It's not like we're not doing ev anything else. It's that everything is informed by, and we're gonna talk about this in a minute or two. This great command of Jesus: Go and make disciples of all people of every nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we're we're not saying that we've those of us who've arrived at this and are going to be seeking ownership of it from the church, that we've ridden in on a white horse and solved all the problems. No. Because this is obvious. This is obvious stuff. Uh, this is what Emmanuel's heartbeat, I think, has been uh, for generations. So we're just, what's new here and what is so crucial is that we all head in the same direction on it. Yeah. That's what's new here. We're saying, no, this isn't maybe a new vision but that the fact that we're going to go all in the same direction and trying to get everybody on board, that's what's new. And that's what I'm excited about. That makes sense? It does. And it it's going to be a good time mm -hmm. because it reminds us why we get together. Because let's be honest. I think, I forget who said it. It could be Rick Warren or Bill Hybels or one of those other guys who writes a lot of books. Uh, he talks about how people leak. Mm -hmm. uh, that at one point or another, we all had a great passion for Christ. Mm. But over time, the cruft of life builds up and the cruft of doing community together builds up. And this kind of vision statement brings us back to the urgency of the gospel message. Mm. That this actually counts for something. And that this story that we are a part of can be one that changes lives. That's a good lead-in into what I want to talk about now a little bit is why this vision statement, I think, is so compelling. And the first reason, you really just alluded to it a, a moment ago, is uh, the urgency. Mm. That the situation that we are in, in 2015, here in Truro, Nova Scotia, Canada, is absolutely, it's 
urgent. It's dire. Yeah. People are disconnecting from churches. People are disconnecting from faith. And I'm not trying to be chicken little saying the sky's, sky's falling. falling. <laughs> well, you're not being chicken little if it's the truth. Mm. Uh, we have a situation where in our fellowship, I mean, if we were to be pretty honest, our fellowship is doing okay. We're holding our own. And so as we look around the room, we can say, well, if everybody's like this, it's not that bad. <laughs> But the problem is, no, not everybody's like this. And okay isn't good enough. We bury people on a fairly regular basis, and they need to hear about Jesus before they get to that point. And churches are closing their doors. In, in our network, a couple of years ago, I was told that in our network, we're closing churches at a rate of one a month. Hmm. This is unacceptable. It can't continue this way. And when you think about the let's say church attendance statistics i know that's not everything but it's some kind of indicator of something that probably uh between 10 to 20 percent might attend church on a quasi regular basis and in fact that 20 percent is more likely the people that would identify with a denomination they may never darken the door yeah so i think really generous estimates are 10 to 20% of people attending even a church. If you peel underneath the layers a little bit more, you'll find that probably the most generous statistics would say it's close to 5% of people that would class themselves as people who probably believe the same things that we do, that we think are basics, like the Bible is inspired by God and the Bible is true and Jesus died on the cross for our sins and, and Jesus is the Lord. That's even a smaller number. So the it, the situation demands that we have a vision that says we got to do whatever it takes to help them find Jesus because them is growing. Not only that. So yeah, 95% of our area, let's say just maybe 90%. Mm. Under no circumstances would we say uh, travesty landing on 90% of people is acceptable. There's, there's no situation, but sometimes we get a little bit comfortable in our little holy huddle and we forget to go out and take the gospel to people who need it. Mm. I had a point, but you carry on. Yeah. Well, again, I think we can move on from there. The situation demands it. The second reason I believe that this vision is so compelling and so right on for the moment is that it really reflects the Bible. The Bible confirms that this is the vision from cover to cover that is on the heart of God. You get passages like the one I, I spoke about recently in our in our worship service on Luke chapter 5, verses 27 to 32, which speaks about Levi or Matthew and his mm. call. And Jesus said uh, at the end, when there was grumbling, complaining that Jesus was hanging around the sinners, tax collectors, that's right, then he, Jesus said, well, it's not healthy people that need a doctor. Sick people do. I've come to call, Jesus said, not those who think they're righteous or the righteous in some translations, but those who know they're sinners and need to repent. And so Jesus is saying there that that's why he came. Uh, in a in an upcoming message, we're going to be talking about the, the story of the lost sheep in Luke chapter 15, where Jesus says that there's more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than the 99 found people who already know. So the Bible from cover to cover, whether it's Abraham who gets this call to be, uh, to have this great nation, 
so that he can bless all peoples, or it's revelation that speaks about this great throng of people that are from every race and tribe and tongue coming to know him. This is the whole heart of God. And then there's stories like Jesus told, like the master who threw a great party and all the people that he invited said, no thanks. And to make his house full, he sent his servants out to beat the bushes. Almost mm. literally. Go out, look under the bushes, look at down the alleyways, go out to the highway, stop those passing, bring them in. This mm. party has to be full. That's a good story of exactly what we're saying. Whatever it takes, it takes. to help people find Jesus. The Great Commission, mm. Matthew 28. I quoted it earlier, go and make disciples of all people of every nation. Mm -hmm. And then as you take a look at how the early church lived, you see, you know, God coming to Peter in a vision, explaining that it wasn't just for a select group of people, it's for all people. Mm -hmm. You see him setting aside, you know, radically intervening in Saul's life so that he becomes Paul and sending him out on huge missionary trips, mm -hmm. planning churches all over the place. The disciples scattering to every known continent to bring the good news. Mm. This is the DNA of the gospel. Now, the, the third point that I would make about it is this, that Jesus lived it out. So not only does the Bible speak about it in words, that, oh, Jesus says you should be doing this, he actually lived it out. If there was ever a person uh, on this planet who lived out the whatever it takes to help people find him, it was Jesus because it took him to the cross. We'll go right there mm -hmm. because that, that is exactly what drove Jesus to the, to the cross. He, he said in his life, he talked about counting the costs and picking up your cross and following him and to, to sell everything and leave everything. There's whatever it takes dotted throughout his teaching. But the fact that he lived it out with his dying breath makes me want to live that out too. Yeah, it is the core of everything that we want to be mm. to live like Jesus who left the glories of heaven, walk this earth so that his followers, people who claim his name, people who accept his free gift can be saved. I mean, it's what less could we do? Yeah. And, and which that's a good reminder right there because it just came to me in this moment that the reason that I am in the kingdom of God is because people and a whole church agreed to do whatever it takes to help their community find Jesus. And yeah. I was one of them. Yeah. I, I was one of the people that was reached. If, if there weren't a group of, of devoted followers of Jesus that banded together and said, we got to do something in this area in Miramichi, New Brunswick, uh, 45 years ago, I, they, if they hadn't done whatever it takes, who knows where I would be? Yeah. So I'm really grateful. I think that's how all of us came because of the of the sacrifices and of the the costly love that someone invested in my life, whether it was my parents or whether it was somebody that I met that became my friend but took an interest in me or and or a church family that said, we're going to put our resources into reaching people. Yeah. And so now the question is, what are we going to do? Yeah, right. It's our What's turn. my it is. It's our turn at bat and mm. we get. And many of us are not content to sit down in the dugout anymore. We want to take a few cracks with this ball. Mm. I used the analogy a few weeks ago about there's lots of sports analogies. You're going to use a football one, aren't you? I will use okay, one of them. Okay. But let's start with hockey because it is the national sport, right? So the, the idea is often 
the way we churches are, our sense of urgency looks a lot more like we take the puck to about center ice and keep dumping it in. Yeah. You know, do do what we can to avoid icing, but running out the clock. Yeah, we just need to run out the clock until we're gone, right? But Jesus wants us to pull a goalie. Yeah, and just do what it takes to win this game mm. because there is a soul that we get to have a hand in seeing God save. Mm. So what we want to ask each of ourselves, me and you, Micah, and everybody listening and everybody in our church, what is your part to play in this? Uh, it could be within the church walls. It can be outside of the church walls. It could be at work. It could be at school where I ask myself, what does it mean to do whatever it takes in my classroom or at lunchtime uh, to help people find Jesus? Or whether it's here serving within our walls to say, okay, on a Sunday morning, when it comes to worship, what can I do? What can be my part to play in hospitality or service mm. uh, or, or worship? How can I help someone find Jesus there? Or could be in my home, yeah. uh, could be in my workplace. And we're all going to be asking ourselves that question. What's my part to play? And let's be honest, Corey, if it's just you and me and the other pastors standing at the front, rah-rah chanting this thing, and nobody else comes along, this is not going to go far. Mm. We all have a part to play in this. We all get a, a turn on the ice. We all get a turn at bat. We've got a part in this. Okay, well, that's that's uh, that's it. I'm excited. Well, yep. this is the type of talk that we're probably going to break up over two or three podcasts because we want to talk about what does it mean to help somebody find Jesus? What does that look like? What do we mean when we say whatever it takes? Hmm. Uh, we want to talk about this again very soon, but we're really excited to introduce this vision to you, and we hope that you're going to come along with a, uh, for a very exciting ride with us. God bless you, and have a great day.